Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Lester Hayes here with Pastor Sharon Hayes. And we're coming this morning to open up School of Healing this morning and just share with you what thus says the Lord concerning our healing this morning. Not only our healing, but the healing of others who we know, amen, that is going, going through some things and sometimes pressured and don't know what to do, sometimes growing weary and doubtful because of the way things look, amen. But how I many you know a lot of times uh, just because things look one way don't mean they have to stay that way. We can impact change because we serve a God who is a God who can change the outcome of a situation in the twinkling of an eye. He's got all power in his hands, amen. And I, I need to talk to some folks this morning who have enough faith to believe that God can do the miraculous supernatural miracles that he's done been known for doing amen he's the same yesterday today and forever he has not changed if he healed people then as he went about preaching and teaching the word of his father in the synagogue healing all men of disease then god is that same god he can do the same thing today so we praise him for what he's already done we thank him for what he's doing right now in some of our hospitals some of our families some of our, our sick rooms some of our prayer lists this morning where we have people just hanging out there amen and saying that we're praying for them, telling folks we're praying for them. But do God receive those prayers and do he respond with those miracles and those healings, those signs and wonders that he promised us if we will pray the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, that we will go to them as elders of the church and lay hands anoint with oil and pray the prayer of faith and help them to strengthen their faith, God will raise them up. So it's so, so many things, amen, that hangs on the word of God about healing and we're going to deal with some of them this morning amen that go unclaimed they go unmentioned in prayer because people are just hurting and they're suffering and they're they're going through you know and they're just so beat down and worn and torn amen and 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 sometimes it's just hard to read a verse of scripture and say how in the world can that heal me right there so we're going to tell you how to this morning we're going to tell you how to walk in that divine health and healing this morning as we've been telling you on the school of healing so it's nothing changed we're just going to delve more into the word of god i tell you i was looking at all this volume of, of, of scriptures, amen. And it was amazing how the, how the, as I looked at it, I ran across the scripture. It probably would have said it's like medicine, you know, to your flesh and marrow to your bones. Man, that thing sent me, boy. I said, like, my God, I could, like I could feel it all in my joints, man, when I read that verse of scripture over in the book of Proverbs, amen. <clears throat> and so this morning, again, we want to welcome you to the School of Healing, all you that have chimed in, got up early this morning. Thank God for you. Let's pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our debts as we forgive our debt to us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Now, Holy Spirit, we trust you this morning. Spirit of God, Spirit of truth, to enlighten us this morning. Open up and unveil this word even the more this morning. And, and allow it to be simplistic that every one of us, even a child, can understand and receive this word this morning. We give you praise this morning in the name of Jesus that we pray that the result of the outcome of this word will be a strengthening of the faith of the God's people as they hear the word this morning because we know that the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let that come a springing forth this morning, a new revealing and a revelation that would encourage someone that's believing you, God, for a miracle healing, oh God. And so we pray for that now to take place. In Jesus' wonderful name, Lord God, even the healing of the soul as you heal the physical body. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. 
Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We under the control and leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit this morning. Again, this is Pastor Lester here with Pastor Sharon, my, my, my lovely wife, just to greet you this morning and just to share a few things with you this morning. Amen. So y'all stand by here and let's get into this word this morning. Again, this is the School of, school of Healing and uh, we are talking about the healing uh, that comes from hearing God's word concerning healing. And I, I love this because that's the healing that God is in the business of. It's not in the business of what they say, she say, or one says. He in the business of what the scripture says about healing. And, and when we start to say what the scriptures say about healing, we will see some healing if we have faith to believe and don't doubt in our heart. We need faith for healing that comes from hearing God's word concerning healing. You can talk about uh, all these other things uh, and, and, and believe Healing going to come by you talking about a lot of the things, <clears throat> but if we're talking about healing, then God's word talks about healing. So we're going to have healing. Well, we're going to have faith to believe for that healing. <clears throat> he quickens us, meaning that he gives life to our mortal bodies. God is the only one who gave life originally to our mortal bodies. And if our mortal bodies are lacking in life right now, and I'm talking about abundant life, complete, full, healthy life, you know, where God wants us to enjoy it. And sometimes it's hard when you land up in the bed or you're at the hospital, you're at the emergency room to enjoy life and anything that pertains to life and godliness. And so he wants to quicken us. And that's what happens when you start to hear the word and talk a lot about the word and medicate with the word. I love that. Saturate with the word, man. The more you talk about it, it seems like the more it begins to work to revive and restore us. Amen. And being that, uh, you know, let me just give you my subject here this morning that. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, this morning <clears throat> and it's about, uh, you know, having faith to believe God, you know, for, for, for healing this morning, um, for healing. Uh, that's, that's my subject right there. Basically just, just believe in God for, for healing this morning. Amen. And so we, 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 we thank God for giving us faith to believe that, you know, that he can, he can heal us. He wants to heal us this morning. And my scripture text this morning is going to be coming out of the book of Romans chapter, uh, eight verse 11 this morning. We, we want to deal with that this morning. Amen. We just thank the Lord this morning. You know, that, that fortunately for us, we have seen Jesus Christ heal several people. Amen. That doubted him. And even today, you know, he's still healing. You know, uh, there were people we saw in the Bible who anytime they had contact with Jesus, when it came down to healing, he, he wanted to know, do you believe I can do this? Which takes faith to believe that. And when they said, yeah, Lord, they were healed just like that. It's like he quickened their mortal body right away. And all, uh, all who were you know, with all types of diseases, he wasn't limited or restricted by what the disease was, leprosy, it didn't matter. You know, blindness, you know, even some died, you know, and he brought them back to life. So the good news when it comes down to Jehovah Rapha, our healer, you know, is that he wants to heal us. He wants to come and save the, the heal the sick and the afflicted and the ill and have a, anyone who have infirmity or afflictions or health issues beyond medical science. He takes all kinds of, uh, you know, that to people that take all kind of medicine. He want to heal them on all kind of prescription drugs with side effects. He want to heal them and anyone who have a disease. And so we understand this morning that 
that, that our faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we want to let the word of God concerning healing this morning, you know, just kind of saturate us this morning and, 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 you know, help us to understand that it is God's will and desire this morning that we be, you know, well and healthy and, you know, so we can enjoy the life that God has promised us. Amen. So we might be able to walk in his divine health and healing this morning and have a lot of scripture this morning that, that I, you know, that I just want to share with you. And again, my subject this morning, and that's what I'm going to talk about is my subject. I'm, I'm telling you what I'm going to talk about. That's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, a lot of times we, we don't tell people what we're going to talk about. We end up not talking about it. And so it's like, uh, if you know about it, then you can be about it. You know, you might receive what it said about it. So that's why I want to be very clear this morning that I'm talking about healing. And here's my subject. And I want you to understand this subject because everything I'm going to say is centered around this subject this morning. Amen. And it pertains to healing. We need faith for healing. We need faith to be healed. We need faith for healing. You know, we can say, God, heal me all day long. But if I don't have faith, I'm not pleasing God just by saying that. It's like an empty statement. And so we need faith for healing. Okay. We're talking about uh, that, that healing that comes from hearing God's word concerning healing. So let's just talk about faith in that regard and to have faith and not be faithful when you need to be faithful to believe God is two, two different things. Why? Because see, faith uh, derives a certain action in you. That's why the Bible says that faith without works is dead. So what are you going to do with that faith? If you have that faith, are you going to go to that hospital and look at, man, they look like this on, on their last leg and call everybody and say, it ain't looking good, y'all. Y'all come and get your last look or, or those types of things. We're seeing more of that these days because people are not uh, looking at the faith that is required that comes from hearing God's word to believe that that person, no matter how bad they look, uh, you know, even when Jesus delayed his coming to Martha and, and, and Mary's in them house when Lazarus was sick, he died. Jesus was over there, somebody else's house, man, ministering to them, healing them, doing some miracles over there, teaching them the word of God. He wasn't concerned, you know, but their faith was what was rocked and shattered, you know, and they, they believed they, they, they said they believed that he was the resurrection and the life. So why doubt him just because, you know, the man, it, it looked real grim. It looked real deadly. It looked like he was going to die and he did that. But if you know the one who is able to give life, you know, then, hey, don't worry about it. Just trust him. I mean, if he's going to die, you're going to die. You know, but if you're going to live, you're going to live. Let, let life and death lay in the hands of God, the creator, you know. And if he says that I can raise the dead, then believe he can raise the dead. If he says I can heal the sick, then believe he can heal the sick. And don't doubt in your heart. I am a living witness. I ain't died, but some things did die in me, you know, that needed to die, you know. And he gave me life in place of it, my wife and I, you know, many, many times, you know, death has knocked on my door and the Lord defeated death because he can't, he, you know, he, that's it. That's the enemy that we fear right there is death. But he says he's conquered that enemy once and he will conquer that enemy again. That's going to be the final judgment on death. So we're going to be able to live with him in that mortal, that immortal, you know, in eternity, man, in a different body where we won't have to worry about, be plagued by sickness and disease. So this is what we're, we're trying to get our minds to think today. Uh, faithful thoughts, faith is what God and things that God said that he can use, precious promises that he made us talk about those things when it comes down to that particular issue we're dealing with. And, and it just so happens on School of Healing, we're talking about healing. Amen. And we're going to talk about the word of God about healing. 
so our faith for healing can be activated. Amen. So faith, let's talk about faith and faithfulness just for a second. You know, I love to define words. I don't like to just throw them out there, pray and hope you understand what I'm talking about. I do like to sometimes give a little context, give a little, you know, a little uh, explanation or demonstration or, or try to at least tell you what it means or what I'm talking about. So it's faithfulness and <clears throat> faith and faithfulness. Faith comes out of the word faithfulness. And it says uh, in the Old Testament, faith is more accurately rendered faithfulness, indicating firmness. So you can't be wishy-washy about it. You're going to believe you're going to believe. Be firm about it. Reliability or steadfastness. Don't be wishy-washy this way today just because it, they took a turn for the bad. Okay, all of a sudden we lose our steadfastness. It means the, uh, uh, the faithful individual holds on confidently to his own integrity. Okay, don't let nobody come in there and say, child, I, I, don't, I just don't know what to tell you. Well, that, that, that's their integrity. You hold on and, sh and protect your integrity. Don't lose your integrity in the word. Be honest about it. You know, uh, if you have some doubts, ask God to help you die and help your unbelief. You know, have some integrity. And to the precept, when you think about the law, Amen. Uh, sometimes um, people don't understand we're not under the law anymore. We're under grace now. And so it works a little bit different. Amen. Uh, because in the Old Testament, they based everything on the law. But, the, but you have to understand the law didn't work for them because they were trying to use it the wrong way. And it was supposed to show them that they were using it the wrong way. And it did, but they missed it. They missed the lesson. They missed that class session. Mm -hmm. So that's why Jesus had to come and be a living sign of what the law was intended to do. And he fulfilled it to get that out of the way. He no longer wanted that to be why his people couldn't come to him and expect him to, to heal him. It, them. If you remember when they came to them, he was healing folks. They called him a blasphemer. They said he was of the devil. He's out here doing these real miracles, these signs, and these wonders because, see, they hadn't read it in their law. They, they had the law, but they didn't have the spirit of the law. They had the contextual uh, understanding of the law, but they did not have the spirit of the law. Okay? And so that's why Jesus had to come and fulfill the law and remove that out of the way because they totally had went off the deep end about the law. They didn't understand why it was given to, to Moses. They didn't, they didn't have a clue. They'd been enslaved so long, their minds were just totally brainwashed about it. And so the minute Jesus came as the fulfillment of the law and started doing what the law said without sin, first thing they did was accuse him of blaspheming the law, working against their law. Why? He went about healing on the Sabbath. See, that just shows right there about the precepts of the law. And he said, hey, how, how many of you, if, if something happened to your, 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 your domestic animal, you're not going to go out there and take care of him on the Sabbath? And so he was saying, is, is it better for me to feed this man? who's hungry, uh, just let him die because he's hungry? Or, you know, is it better for me to heal him, to, to raise him up, to feed him because he's hungry, to clothe him because he's naked? Is it better for me to do that? <clears throat> I think that's the spirit behind the law he was letting them know. And so a lot of times people get bogged down about you can't do this on this day, you can't do this or you can't do that. You know, forget about the law because Jesus has fulfilled the law and now focus on the God of the Sabbath, the God of the law. You know, that's, the, that's what strengthens us by confidence in him being the object of who we believe in, not so much, you know, what 
you know, what the contextual uh, part of the law that restricts us is. We don't, we don't live under the law anymore. We live under grace. And so we got to believe the object of, of, the, of the whole process is Jesus Christ, who is our healer, and focus on him, the God of Israel. Amen. And in the New Testament, it's a little bit different when it comes down to faith. Faith uh, is thought of as an act. I want you to hear me good. As an act. Remember, faith without works is dead. Can't no longer just say stuff anymore. Can't no, no longer just say, well, Moses said, well, he said. Okay, so what did that mean to you, what they said? Okay, well, what about what Jesus did about what they said? Did you pay attention to that act? Did you pay attention that he was sinless? He was spotless? Did he do nothing wrong? He fulfilled it? <clears throat> oh, you missed that. And so in the New Testament, it has to deal with acts, uh, you know, because without works, it's dead on arrival by which the individual avails himself of the gifts of God. You know, it takes faith. Remember the gift? By faith they did this. By faith they did that. Pastor, they didn't even know over in the book of Hebrews, they didn't even know they was operating by faith. They were just believing what Jesus told them, and they were just going about doing it. Some of them, not all of them. Uh, submits himself or herself in obedience to God's command. That's the key right there for faith to work. You know, if you know God said it, go ahead and submit yourself to God in obedience to God's command, not somebody else's command, but doctor's command. Yeah, you do what the doctor told you to do, but more so I'm looking at what God told me to do. Why? Because I examined the word before I went to the doctor for him to examine me and abandon all thoughts of self. You know, forget about yourself. So many times, sometimes we beat ourselves down. We condemn ourselves because we think I'm exempt. I shouldn't be going through this now that I'm saved. I shouldn't suffer nothing. Nothing should touch me. I should just have a perfect life. It should be a better road. Why? Because I'm saved now for 15 days. Trusting only in God. Even if you feel that way, you still got to trust only in God. Doctors are great. I have two primary care doctors and I have three specialists. They're great people. They give me good advice, scientific medical advice. But they're not my God. They're not my healer. Jesus is. Here, uh, the emphasis shifts from the reliance on self, which is found in the Old Testament, to complete reliance on God in the New Testament. And the writer of Hebrews, we're talking about the book of Hebrews, chapter 6 over there. Uh, the one who wrote that, that book about those faith heroes, uh, he introduced the concept of faith as being an uh, opposition to sight. Some people say, I believe it when I see it. You know, if you don't believe it, you will never see it. OK. And so that's why he wrote this, you know, that we should we could do this by faith and not by sight. You know, to him, faith was confident trust in the unseen power of God until you see it. OK. Now, faith is the subject of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. So you got to hope and have confidence and trust and reliance and assurance until you see it. You can't just hit it one time and think it's going to happen. You got to wait on the Lord, as we've been saying. Remain in him. Continue in him and let him continue in, 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 in you. So when, when Paul wrote this letter, I give Paul credit for writing it. He had this in mind because some things Paul didn't see, eventually he saw. Okay? He had, I mean, you had Stephen and other uh, Christians who believed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they was out there, man, teaching and telling Peter and all of them. But Paul didn't want to hear that. Paul only saw what Caesar gave him the, the legal right to do. Okay. He thought he was fulfilling the law, man, of Caesar, but it wasn't the law of God. That's why it had to be fulfilled, not done away with, because they were making a mess out of it. 
But when, when Paul was blinded, he could no longer see, but he saw. Mm -hmm. He saw based on what he heard. He heard the voice of God speaking to him by name. Okay. Yes. And so now he went into Damascus and got hands laid on him. I love that. And his sight was restored. He ate some food. And now, man, he's a different person. Mm -hmm. Now he's going out walking by faith and not by sight anymore. Yes. And to him now, he was very confident in that unseen power. He heard it. He felt it. He received it of him, but now he's going out walking in it, okay? In some instances, faith refers simply to uh, our Christian faith, okay? You know, that's, that's, that's what it refers to. We have the nature of faith, which is faith, which is power to justify, power to purify, and power to sanctify. Take, take heed to those words now. All that comes through faith in God. Why? He's a justifier. He's the purifier and he's the sanctifier. And when he operates in those entities right there, that object of our faith, he has to be strong enough, has to have enough power to purify, justify, and sanctify. Okay? You got to be consecrated and set aside for healing to manifest. You can't have all this other stuff going on in your life and thank God is obligated to come in and heal you. Somewhere you got to let some things go. Somewhere, you know, just like Jesus when he went in the house. You know, there's a spiritual lesson in when he went in the physical house, his father's house, and cleaned it out. He said it should be a house of purity. It should be a house of power, house of prayer, and a house of perfected praise. So he went in there, you know, to do that. Why? He wanted what they had turned the house into to be restored back to what the house was given to them for, where people could come there. Remember when Jesus went in and taught in their synagogue, and what did he do? All kinds of miracles, healing all kinds of diseases. He wanted that back today. But he's saying, look, I have to allow the justifier to justify by faith what you're doing. I have to let him purify, okay, that is clean without spot or wrinkle before God. And I have to sanctify with thy word because thy word is truth. You know, the book in John chapter 17, verse 17. Ain't no faith going to work up in there with junk in there. I mean, it's just that clear. And I use the word junk because a lot of times that's what it is. Uh, as we said in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1 through 3, the King James Bible, listen to what it says now. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report yes. through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Okay. And so we understand what, what, what the elders felt. They felt justified by faith. They felt purified by faith in God and they felt sanctified by what the, what the Lord commanded them to do. If they did it, Abraham had a hard time, but the minute he believed God, it was account as righteousness and God blessed him to be the father of many nations. Faith has power to justify, purify, and sanctify. Faith in what, Pastor? Faith in the word and the object of that word. You know, he goes on to say in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 28, the King James Bible, it says, therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. You don't need the law. You know, you need Jesus who have fulfilled the law. Now, what does he say about grace after the law? You know, we're in this church age and the church age is going to have to start living by the spirit of God, by the spirit of faith, by the spirit of everything that the Lord told us that we should live by, live by faith, walk by faith. You know, and how do we get this faith? We get the word of God. 
and this morning we're talking about the word of God for healing. And so we want to be justified in that in, in faith for that healing. We want to be purified. In other words, I want my thoughts to be clear about the healing. Because if God said it, I ain't got no doubt, no unbelief, no issues. Bam, I believe it. So now I'm going to go about talking about it so much until it manifests. And I ain't going to change my mind. Uh, you know, even if I get another diagnosis, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm going to stay with that medicine. I'm going to stay with that word, you know, until I'm sanctified by it. You know, that's what he just said. Justified by faith without the deeds of the law, you know. And over in the book of Romans, chapter five, verse one, verse one through two, the King James Bible says, therefore, being justified by faith, being sanctified, justified, you know, you know, purified by that, by that faith we have, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's so important because if you don't have peace with God, you can worry yourself crazy wondering what's going on. But if you got peace with God, you go into the dark. It doesn't matter. Just keep your mind stayed on the Lord and that, that peace will become perfect. So many times we, we worry ourselves crazy, man. Got another diagnosis, didn't like what the doctor said. I'm going crazy. But you got to remember, it's not left in the hand of the doctor. Don't put all your faith and confidence in the doctor. Thank God for them. Pray for them. But don't take your thoughts off of the Lord. Keep your thoughts sanctified. Keep them justified. Keep them purified. You know, that's why you got to have that word because that's what the word does. You know, and it says right there, you know, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access, listen, by faith into this grace wherewith we stand and rejoice in hope. There's that word of the glory of God showing up. It will eventually just don't you change your mind because I can tell you God ain't changing here. What he said is what he's going to do, you know. And so that woe me stuff, man, don't move God. You know, his word, putting him in remembrance of his word moves God. I mean, he's, he touched by infirmities. He moved by. But for Christian believers, which is what we started out talking about, Paul is writing this letter to Christian believers. They've been converted, been bought away from the law, okay? Under grace now, okay? And, and when you look in Galatians, the, the, the second chapter, verse 16 of King James Bible, listen to what it's saying now. Now, we, we're, we're, we're moving to another level of faith. We just said justified by faith. Now, let's see what it is to know by faith. That means to be sure, be confident. It says, knowing that a man is justified by the works of the law, but by, by not justified by the works of law, but by faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by faith of Christ, just like they were, we have to too, and not by the works of the law. But by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Okay? So you, 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 can, you can say, I'm keeping this, I'm keeping that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But man, look at here, grace, you, you, it's unmerited favor. Okay, mercy we don't deserve, but we get it anyway because God gives it to us new every morning. Okay, because that's his word. And so he goes on in the book of Acts chapter 15, verse 9, the King James Bible. And he says, and put no difference between us and them. Just like they were justified by faith, we got to be justified by faith. Why? Because God takes us from faith to faith. And how do we get faith? Every time we hear the word, I'm going up another ring on that faith ladder. You know, and that's how we should be, you know, even though as I'm going up and God is taking me from faith to faith, book of Romans, chapter one, verse 17. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Then them situations, circumstances may change, too. 
But my every time one changed, my faith got to change. Got to get stronger. Why? Wow, God is not taking me from faith to doubt. He's taking me from doubt to faith and then from faith to faith. Okay, and so we got to be purified, he says, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. That's what the word does, uh, purify that heart. Remember we said faith justifies, purifies, and sanctifies. So purify your heart. Let your heart be pure about the healing of God. Now, you may, you, you know, you may have some, some ill feelings about other stuff, but when it comes down to what you believe in God for, have pure thoughts about it. Have sanctified thoughts about it. Have bona fide, justified thoughts about it. Yes. Don't think about it any other way. I don't care what it looks like. Remember, it's not by what we see. That's what the Old Testament saints, they saw things and they doubted God. Mm. So they, they didn't have no hope that what God had said through all them prophets was going to happen. Some believed, some didn't. Y'all remember how we was in the book of John about the Revelation. It says that some believed and some didn't. Well, you had that all the way back. Guess what? You got that today. Guess what? You're going to have that tomorrow. You know, I don't care how faithful they are today. I don't care how on Friday or the day. Tomorrow, man, it could, they could be down the dumps That's because right. they got a bad report. They learned something about a friend they've been praying for and shot at their whole world. All their faith is gone. And you got to build them back up again. And you try to tell them, go get the word. Study your word, read your word, know your word. Let the word take you from faith to faith. Let it justify you. Let it purify you. Let it sanctify you so your thoughts stay pure. You know, uh, in the book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 18, the King James Bible says this to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. An inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Okay. Now that word right there, okay, inheritance, okay, you have to remember one of your benefits is we inherit every promise that God made us by faith. And if he said, I will make your bitter experience sweet, if he said, I am the Lord your God that healeth thee. I will heal you of all your disease and forgive you of all your shortcomings. What do you think God going to do? You think he's a man that he should lie? That's part of your inheritance. And an inheritance is held in, in some type of protective posture until the person who gave you the benefit dies. <clears throat> now, if Jesus had not died, you could go on doubting him. But because you, he died, okay, we are the benefactors of that inheritance. And the promises that God made, they're ours now by faith. And if he promised me healing, uh, it's up to me to activate that healing by saying, God, you said with your stripes, I'm already healed. And you keep on saying that and believing that until that manifests. Now, don't just say that and don't believe that. Because the Bible said, if you say and don't doubt in your heart, but believe you shall have those things you say. That's in the book of Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Starts right there. You can even say to that mountain, be thy removed, and it shall be cast into the sea, never to be heard of again. Whatever that mountain is, most of the time, that mountain that you're dealing with, it's a figment of your imagination because you're making the problem bigger than the power of God to heal it. Okay, and if God got the power to heal it, he got the power to give you through the word to get rid of it. That's why he said you can tell it to be cast into the sea and don't doubt in your heart but believe it's going to happen. And you keep on until it does happen. You don't say it one time and then abandon it, you know. 
And, you know, and he says, that's part of your inheritance. Fight for your inheritance. When I was going through COVID, he told me, fight for what I've already given you. He's giving me an inheritance. He's giving you an inheritance. And part of that inheritance five times now for me has been healing. There are other inheritances that I have too, life, God, you know, but that when it came down to healing, that was one of my benefits. Yours too, if you're a believer, you know. And he says right there, open, let them eyes be open to it, you know. You know, yeah, we live in a dark, desolate world. He said that, you know, that, that, that he can turn that darkness into light. Why? At the entrance of his word, you know, I think it's in the book of Psalm, chapter 119, verse 130, I think it is. King James Bible, maybe 105, 111, I don't know, one of those verses. You know the verse, that entered that word to give it light, you know. And so he, 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 he's sending the word for a reason. Faith cometh by hearing. And if I can hear it, then I can believe it. And if I can believe it, I can receive it. It's God's word, not a man that he should lie. The Godhead is the object of our faith. The Godhead, not just Jesus, but the whole Godhead is the author of our faith. They're the object of our faith, okay? The whole Godhead, you know, working to bring that thing to pass once we believe. Uh, faith is given to us by the Spirit. Remember, it's one of the spiritual fruits. So faith, no person, I don't care how much counsel you go get from them, the doctor can't give you faith. Okay, because faith is one of the spiritual fruit and it had to be manifested by the spirit. And so when you're going through something, ask the spirit of God to give you faith to believe. I do it all the time. Because I can feel sometimes that my faith is kind of like not as strong as it need to be. And I need to have a strong I need to be. I ask the spirit man to strengthen me there. Yes. You know, God's people should aim and strive for the unity of the faith. I, that's why I pray and hope everybody on this line is that we're striving to be one voice crying out to God. That's why sometimes it may seem like I'm jumping down on some folks, jumping down their throat. No, I know how important it is for all of us to be moving as one. And if I if I see one weak prong in the in the, in the wheel, I got I got to do something to try to bring them back up to where they need to be because we don't want to lose no momentum. We don't want to. We're pressing on. We're moving onward and upward in Christ Jesus. We're trying to get to that next realm of faith, that next level of faith, because God takes us from faith to faith. But we got to want to go as one body, one voice crying out to God, many members, you know, by faith. We all got to be aiming for the same thing. And when I hear doubt and unbelief and a little bit of woe is me, I, I got to get on that because I know that's another spirit of Satan trying to creep in to cause doubt and unbelief. And God can't do no miracles up in there. Because you'll go away blaming us and saying, I, I got him to pray for me and things got worse. No, it was your doubt and your unbelief. And so we try to cancel that. We try to fight that. We try to war against that. When, when, whenever it raises its ugly head and it don't sound like faith, it's my job, okay, to attack it. Because you won't, I will. You know, and I'm, I don't feel like I'm, I'm a stranger in that. I feel like there's others on this line that's strong about that too. That's the confidence that we have, you know, knowing this, you know. And so, and so a lot of times we, we're aiming for the unity of our faith because when God sees unity in anything we do, when he sees we're striving and being one voice doing it together, it's right that he commanded blessing, even life forevermore. Uh, we, have, we, know self, we can't know salvation without faith because we have to believe that he's the Savior. Faith works by love. The message we preach is faith working by love. Faith without works is dead. We know that uh, faith in the Prince of Peace brings perfect peace and unspeakable joy. Uh, we receive blessings from faith. We receive miracles through faith. We benefit from the power of our faith. Uh, 
we need faith, uh, you know, uh, faith in God to go through our trials. We need to have faith in our Christian armor. That's why we put it on every day, the whole armor of God to ward off all of the attacks of the enemy. We need to show constancy in our faith. This is why I said what I said a minute ago. When I hear a little bit of doubt or something popping up, and sometimes I was a pastor, free pastor, if they speak, pastor, let me get in here and make another comment. I'm not going after the person. I'm going after that spirit that I see Satan trying to wedge in there to steal that person's, uh, you know, belief in God or, or, or that 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 uh, that ground they have gained, and they started being having a setback. I got to get in there and bring them back up to where we at, so we can run on together. You know, not have one lagging behind. So we need to show constant faith, consistent faith. Uh, as God's chosen people, we need to possess faithfulness in God's service. Amen. And we serve in God. We can't be inconsistent. We can't be wishy-washy, unstable, double-minded about stuff. Got to be one mind, you know, one voice crying out to God. And that voice today ought to be faith for healing. Finally, we need to exercise faithfulness toward our father or our fellow man uh, and laborers in the gospel. A lot of times that can hinder stuff, you know, is, is how we treat people. And we've been talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ, the relationship with other believers. Very important. Examples of faith is this in the Bible. We see the faith of Noah when he built the ark, you know, that's over in the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 14 to 22, the King James Bible. We see the faith of Abraham as he's leaving his homeland upon the commands of God. That's over in the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 1 to 4, the King James Bible. They had no idea what the outcome was going to be. But every decision and step they made was by faith. And we see the offering of Isaac by Abraham, book of Genesis, chapter 21, verse you know, 22, verse 1 through 10, the King James Bible. Book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 8 through 19, the King James Bible. We see these acts of faith. We see, you know, not these didn't have to do with healing, but it had to do with faith by, that, that was generated by works they did. Even Moses in leading his people out of Egypt. You know, book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 24, 28, the King James Bible, through 28, the King James Bible. Then we see the widow Zephyr, Zephyr in feeding uh, Elijah. Pastor Sharon taught about that over in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 13 to 15, the King James Bible. She didn't have no idea, but she did have faith that if I do what this man of God, this prophet tell me to do, number one, my son is going to be brought back to life. You know, number two, I'm going to have more oil than I know what to do with. But it was by faith. We see Daniel in the lion's den. Over in the book of Daniel, chapter 6, verse, you know, chapter 6, King James Bible, we see right there, man, the whole contextual uh, endeavor that Daniel went through. It was by faith he got in that den. Let him throw him in that den. Then there is the woman with the issue of blood we talked about. Over in the book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 21, 22, the King James Bible. Remember those who bought the paralytic to Jesus Christ went up on the roof. Over in the book of Luke, chapter 5, verse 18 through 20, the King James Bible. And finally, we call your attention to the Sinitian woman in the book of Mark, chapter uh, 7, verse 26, you know, who had a daughter, mm -hmm. you know. But see, all these people had faith. You know, in Jesus Christ, the healer, they had faith in what he could do. And they went up against some great odds, you know, because there were people opposing them for believing in him. Because why? They were people that was under the law and they didn't want no stranger to come in here, man, and, and take away and script the power out of their law. You know, they used that law with people. But Jesus was the fulfillment of it, you know, and he was operating in love by faith in his father that he was doing his father's will to the end. Well, guess what? There was no law against love. That's why they couldn't do nothing with Jesus because he was doing it in love. 
you know. And a lot of these people did what they did for their loved ones after they saw Jesus doing things in love, you know. They started doing things too. They started, you know, you had four people grab a, a, a friend of theirs, might have been a family member, don't say, put him on a pad and take him up on somebody's roof and tell that. That had to be, they had to love yes. that person. Yes, yes, yes. To do that, to put themselves at great risk to get that person healed. They weren't trying to get him to the primary care physician. They were trying to get him down that route to Jesus. I'm pretty sure there might have been some doctors and nurses in the crowd. Remember the woman had spent all her money trying to get rid of the issue of blood? They said she had spent all her money on doctors, physicians. Still couldn't get it done. But boy, when she crawled through that crowd and touched the hem of his arm, she had faith that if I can just touch the hem, I can be made well, and she did. So faith deals with a belief, a trust, a confidence, a reliance, and an assurance, a blessed hope, and a dependence on the one you know can do something about your situation. You know, And the book of Romans says that in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 17, the King James Bible says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And Romans 10 and 18 says this, the same chapter, verse 18, the King James Bible says, but I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily. Their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. Who? Those who had heard the word and faith was the result of it. They couldn't wait to go tell about it. They couldn't go wait to tell it, spread the gospel by faith. This is how we have to be. We, we, we're supposed to be spreading the gospel, but sometimes because church folks are so sick, and when you see sickness, you see doubt and unbelief. Yes. Because they don't believe that God can heal them of that sickness. Even if they die, they don't believe that he can raise them back from the dead. They don't really believe that, it, that their impossible things with man are so possible mm -hmm. with God. Mm -hmm. Only with God. This is why you have the situation you have in a lot of our churches today with so many people on those sick lists. Sometimes it's almost asinine when you go to church and hear they might read 19 people that's out of church on a sick list at home mm. or in the hospital or at the nursing home or wherever. You know, and it goes on today. Those lists are probably, you know, increased with this pandemic. A lot of folks have died and went on to be with the Lord, you know. A lot of people, over five, last time I checked, it was over five, it was, it was over almost a half a million people, over half a million, you know. And I know we got millions of churches out there, but I don't, I don't know whether churches are praying, really, really praying according to the scriptures and, and arming the people with the word of God because, you know, we, 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 we tell them if you sow a $1,000 seed in this ministry, you're going to get a house, you're going to get a car, you're going to get a job, you're going to get this. Mm -hmm. Well, if that word said that and you told them that, and I don't believe the word say that, but I believe that's just a twist and spin you put on the word to get them folk money. Mm -hmm then why can't you tell them that it says right here that with his stripes, you're healed. Yes. If you can believe for them to get $1,000 by sowing a seed and say the word, say the word told them that, mm. why can't you believe that they can get a miracle of healing from the same word? So the word worked for some things, don't work for other things. And so no wonder people leave church without faith to believe that they can be healed. You know, because we're not, we're not giving them the word to boost their faith for healing. And so I thank God for creating the school of healing so we can, we can be able to do that. You know, in the book of Hebrews, again, I want to read some more of this text, 11th chapter, verse 6 through 10, the King James Bible. I know I read verse 6, but listen at this. But without faith, 
it is impossible to please him. Talking about God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. You know, he's a God. He's a savior. And that he is reward, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What this saying is this. I got to have constant faith. <clears throat> I can't seek him today and then not seek him tomorrow. I can't seek him while I'm at home. Everything's going good. And then finally I'm going to the emergency room. You know, I got to be diligent about it. I got to be persistent about it. I can't give up. Why? I'm hoping for it and I got to stay with it. Stay constant. Seek, you know, know what the words say. Remind God, pray about it. Talk about it. Well, I got to build my faith so that, you know, I can see the manifestation. I'm going to give up till I see it. You know, that's how you fight. By faith, remember Noah being warned of God of things, things not seen as yet. Move with fear. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Look at it that way. That when you believe God all the way to the end, a lot of us want our family saved. <clears throat> we want to see change. They sick. They got drug problems. They got other health problems related to alcohol. All kinds of stuff going on up in there. You know. And they don't really realize how bound they are. You know. So, you know, but Noah, man, you know, built that thing, man, for his whole house. He wanted to save his whole house. And so build your, your, your faith, you know, that build a, 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 a faithful, you know, position where you constantly believe in God, no matter what they're doing, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. In other words, he condemned what the people out there were doing, but he built the ark, you know, just like it, it, it didn't matter. Mm. See, he saw what the people were doing. You know, he came out from what they were doing. He separated himself because his ancestors had continued. They had been trying to get these people to change, partying, but giving in marriage. They were doing all these worldly things. And Noah had only one thing that he could depend on. It was faith in what God said. So he went right on out there, man. He was ridiculed. People said, man, you crazy. Building that ark, getting them animals ready. You know, him and his, 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 his eight family, his seven family members, and he made eight. Went right on by faith, doing what God told him to do. And that's why him and his family were spared, uh, you know. And so this is the attitude that we have to have, you know, is that when God tell you to do something, Noah took his eyes off of what they were doing around him. The Bible said that they kept on giving in marriage. They kept yes. on partying. You know, homosexuality was going on. All these worldly things was going on. And he just kept preaching to them. And, but he pulled away to do that work God told him to do. You know, he said, this is more important now. So he changed his priorities, change your priorities from doubting God and not believing God and believing in people, your prayer partners and calling you, your doctors and your doctor, write me another prescription, my leg killing me and all that old stuff, man. Be careful with them words that come out of your mouth. I don't see where Noah said anything about I'm not going to do it, God. Or he didn't he didn't argue with the people. He went right on and did in faith what God told him to do. And, and when he did. Amen. We, we see another example. Uh, God saved his family by faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out into the place which he should after receive as an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went. He just went by faith. He sojourned in the land of promise. I like that yeah. as in a strange country. See, faith, you, you don't really know. You know that God know, and you know that when you please God by faith, 
God's going to do what's best for you. Dwelling in tabernacles, you know, remaining in them tabernacles, hanging out in them tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Mm. See, God ain't making one promise to you and me and making another promise to somebody else. He makes the mm. same promise. And the promises of Abraham are ours too today. For he looked for a city which had foundations, which builders and makers is God. Mm. So he wasn't concerned about a physical place, y'all. That's not what he was looking for. He was looking for a place, man, where he could he could build his family now that he had believed God on that foundation that that you know that house was, was, that God was gonna build. He he was beginning to realize now, except God build this out, my labor gonna be in vain. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be in vain, you know. And so the word of God, you know, I love this. People call it everything. But the scripture said it's a medicine, mm -hmm. you know, the word is the most powerful medicine, mm -hmm. you know, available to us today. Now, some of you may struggle with that, but the word of God is the most powerful medicine. I did a little research uh, available to us today, and it seems to be the last thing that people want a prescription mm -hmm. for, you know, because if, if they believe that it'll be thousands of folks on this line right now trying to get this medicine. Mm -hmm. And it is capable of healing your body without any side effects. Mm -hmm. Any, you know, uh, the book of Psalm chapter 107, verse 20, King James Bible says this. He sent God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction, from death. And so you notice here now that the psalmist David said the word came and healed and delivered you from your destruction. <clears throat> but see, people don't have faith in that. Uh, you know, and, and, and when medicine is mentioned in the Bible, I got to mention it. You know, all this other stuff people mention that ain't in the Bible. It is no guarantee that it's going to work that way. People call the word of God everything. But I'm going to call the word of God what the word of God called the word of God and talk about it in that context until it manifests. An example of biblical uh, a medical application are the uses of the word bomb in the Bible. People use that word sometimes and don't have no clue. I told you one time there was a place where they grew these trees, okay, for sores. Uh, and Jeremiah, or in Jeremiah, you know, there were sores, okay, and he used the bomb of Gilead. In other words, that, that mess, that stuff they made back then, uh, it was in the Bible. And he put it on them sores and they were healed. You know, uh, figs. We know about the figs that cured the balls with, with Isaiah, mm -hmm. you know, and also uh, Mandrix. I, I learned something in the Bible about Mandrix. Uh, they has a has a fertility in it, a remedy for it enabled Jacob and Leah to have a fifth son. And that's in the book of Genesis. Uh, Mandrix. And I've done a lot of reading on Mandrix, you know, the health benefits. I've done a, a lot of reading on a lot of herbs in the Bible. And sometimes we can get access to those herbs. We get herbal teas. I got a lot of herbal tea over here, cumin, all that stuff. You know, all of it is in the Bible. Okay. Uh, as I was looking at Mandrix and I said, I'm going to go find me some Mandrix. It has around 88 different mechanical uses in the ancient world. But well, we've gotten away from all that stuff, some of which continues today. And I've read, I've, I've seen Mandrix when I went into the, the, the store to buy tea and I overlooked it. Now I'm looking at it and I looked in the Bible. I said, man, it's right there, you know. So we have to go to the Bible. We have to let the word be the, the solution. If you're, going, if you're going to take something, then take something that's in the Bible. And the Bible got a lot of herbs in there, a lot of different things in it that's good for your health, 
since we're talking about being healthy, we're talking about letting the word talk to us about our health. You know, how the word of God, how does it heal? Uh, you speak the word over the sickness until it disappears. No matter how long it would take, keep declaring it in faith that you until you are healed of the Lord, our healer. So the word heals. You know, again, book of Psalms, chapter, uh, you know, uh, chapter uh, one, um, 107, verse 20 says that the King James Bible, he sent his word and he healed them and rescued them from the grave. That's what that word destruction means. And Jesus saith uh, unto him, I will come and heal him. OK. And it also talks about the bones and the marrow. I get into that uh, next Sunday when we come back. And talk about that a little bit. But in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Very powerful verse of scripture. You know it talks about. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. Meaning your natural earthly body. Okay. That's what he says. Bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now, if you don't have the spirit of God in you, I'm sorry. But if you're a believer, then that's how you receive the spirit of God. All you have to do is you're a believer. And I'm talking about a believer. I'm not talking about somebody that believes for certain things and at other times you doubt. But if you really are a believer, just say, Lord, I believe in you. Therefore, I receive your spirit. And he'll come in. Now, his spirit in you, dwelling in your body, as this scripture says, okay, will begin to, to, to give life to your mortal body to your earthly body, your natural body, okay? You got to build this relationship with the Spirit of God so you can talk to him about your body, okay? He is God with us right now, you know? And it's great to talk to him about what the Lord said about your body, about your healing. Because that's what he's going to perform, that word, okay? Uh, when we look at uh, some scriptures, uh, they are talking about your body and that you have you know, faith right now to believe for your body, not the ones you're going to receive one day when you get to heaven. We're talking about the body that can be healed right now. Allow the Lord to impart his life into you by placing faith in his word. I hope y'all heard what I just said. Allow the Lord to place his life, to manifest his life in your body. Okay. By placing your faith in the word. Why? Because the word of God, according to the book of Hebrews chapter four, uh, you know, verse 12, it is quick, it's powerful, it's sharp than any two-edged sword. Cuts the sun between the vitamin, soul and spirit, bone and marrow. It's the discerning thoughts and intents of the heart of man. You know, but you have to allow that word to work, okay? By putting your faith in it. Begin to praise him for his promises. If he promised you he was going to heal you, praise him for it. Now let me talk about quickening and I'm going to finish right here. God wants to quicken us just like we just read. Quicken us not chicken us. You know, we ain't got to be, be a bunch of chickens when it comes down to believing God. You know, how, Pastor? Well, let's take a look. The word quicken in the scripture means to vitalize, to make alive, to give life. We are dead without the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Simply put, we can do nothing that counts for eternity without the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Okay, quickened or quickened means to bring to life and to make alive. 
You know, I give the charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things. And before Jesus uh, Christ, Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. Okay. Uh, what does that mean spiritually to quicken something means to come to life, especially to enter into a phrase of active growth and development seeds quickening in the soul. And so if, we, if I don't believe it spiritually, it ain't going to happen physically. Mm. Okay. I got to get this in my soul. I got to get this deep down inside so that it becomes quick for me. The next time I get a report, I respond quickly and I keep responding. I keep responding. Why? It's going to revitalize. It's going to bring life in the more I do it. Okay. The more I do it. How does the Holy Spirit quicken us? If he can't spiritually, then he can't physically. You know, the word quicken in the scripture means, again, to vitalize, to make alive, to give life. Uh, we are dead without the presence. That faith is dead without the presence of the Holy Ghost working in our lives. Simply put, we can do nothing, okay, that, that, that counts for eternity without the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, okay, to, to make alive, to revive, to cause to be enlivened, to stimulate, you know. Last scripture, the verse of 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 4 through 11 says this in the King James Bible. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was for our victory, that the life also of Jesus Christ might be made manifest in our bodies. For we which live are always delivered unto death for the sake of for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh, our bodies, healthy, our, you know, longevity, you know. And when he says every day we're counted for, for death, he's talking about dying to those things such as doubt, those things that work against your health, you know, your life, that God is trying to give it to you more abundantly. That's what he's talking about. OK, that's what he's talking about. That spirit being made live, flesh is dying anyway, has expiration day. But we have a mortal body waiting us and we can live today, man, that life. OK, and live it more abundantly to the fullest. And longevity is a part of it. It's part of the benevolent benefits. And so, Father, we thank you. We praise you right now, Lord God, for your word today. We've heard your word on healing. We've heard your word, God, about several processes and, 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 and things that, that we should be doing by faith. And continuing, Lord God, to continue to take that medicine. Your word is, has mechanical benefits. There's herbs outlined in your word. And it behooves us to examine the word and, and see how much of the word we are lining up with. How much of the word do we really believe? How much of this medicine do we really, really take for the health of our mortal bodies, oh God? And so, Father, we thank and praise you that if, if you required them to obey and do this in the past, you're requiring us to do it today and you will be requiring your people to do it tomorrow. Nothing, Lord God, is to be taken for granted. And so, Father, we thank you this morning and we praise you for your word this morning. You sent that word to heal us and we put faith in it, believe in your word and continue to believe in your word. No matter what the diagnosis, no matter what the sickness, the illness or the infirmity or the disease, God, your word is a medicine that you sent to us to heal us. And then we become healed spiritually. We believe the manifestation physically will follow as a result. Because you want, God, to give your people, Lord God, the best quality of life, the best life, Lord God, possible. And you've made it possible through your word. And so we give you praise, glory, and honor this morning, Lord God, that we receive faith to believe for our healing this morning. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it right now, God. And we pray for the lost, the backslidden, and the prodigal sons and daughters. Continue to lift those up. 
that are right now in need of healing. We're praying that today they've heard something that will speak to their faith, that they'll believe you all the way into the manifestation of that healing miracle that they'll believe in you for. In Jesus' name, thank you for faith that cometh by hearing and hearing by your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, then, well, we're going to go right into comments by Pastor Sharon. Amen. Yes, yes. And then followed by our pastors. Good morning, everyone. Um, try to be brief here. Uh, 